welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by and uh, we ignore it. Look at the movies that came out on the exact same day. My name's Lincoln. I'm here with my man, Sam. Sam, how you doing? I'm all right, just trying to stay cold. Trying to stay cold. I can feel you fade. As I'm looking at you, as we're recording, I can I can feel the the energy not yeah. making it, my dude. How have you been? Just so you know, for everyone who doesn't know, mm. we're recording this in the middle of a of a heat wave, um, in the UK. It's uh like what like nineteen degrees, eighteen degrees. Celsius. <laughs> get, get out of here! It's like yeah, thirty five. No, thirty five. Hey man, look, I'm gonna say I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna extend an olive branch. Mm-hmm. To all my UK people, I'm from South Africa. I'm from a hot country. This is hot. Yeah, it's hot. Are we actually? It, <laughs> it's 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 not it's not national state of emergency hot. The way mm. people, <laughs> I feel like people have like quit their jobs and stuff and to be like, you know, I can't do it. I just have to. I just can't do it. But um, it's not that hot. But yeah, it's it's toasty. It's toasty, my dude. How have you been keeping cool? Uh, well, you know, like well, today, today I haven't been out of the house, so this is the hottest I've been. Because in the heat, like you know, get out, go on the bicycle, you know, and then when you come in, it feels nice, right? Because it feels cooler inside. But today, my TV has just been acting like a radiator throughout these two movies, so mm. I just haven't been dealing with it. I'm just like caked in a. I feel like I'm laminated. Man, I have to say, uh, the movies that we watched. Uh, this week, sorry guys, we took a while to get to it, but the movies that we watched this week, The Hangover, mm. Mm, and the, depending on where you actually saw it, whether it's in the UK or the US, the film uh, My Life in Ruins, also known as Driving Aphrodite. Oh, really? In the UK, yeah, oh. by um, uh, Nia, Nia Vardalos. You know what's weird? It's like I literally, I've looked at so many interviews trying to pronounce a surname, and mm. that's... Every time I have to say it, I like a panic. <laughs> I freeze yeah. up. But uh, yeah, Nia Vardalos of um, my big fat Greek wedding fame. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah, my big, my fat, big Greek fat Greek wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. why, because I, I just panicked again. She just she makes me uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> There's also um, it's a lot of words for a movie title, you know? Yeah, it's like I don't. I feel like if you get one of them wrong, it's like it fucks up the entire thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, The Hangover is the first movie, and I have, I have to let you in on a little secret, Sam. Yeah. The Hangover is low-key um, the inspiration for this podcast. What? I remember I remember very vividly back in 2009, I was watching an interview. Cameron Diaz had come on. She was promoting a movie called In Her Shoes with mm. Tony Collette, which I've seen subsequently, and it's, it's quite good. Right. But that came out the same weekend as The Hangover. Mm. And she and the, Hulk were, the host were joking about how they were going to get crushed at the box office. And that, like, set the little tingle, the little sparkle going in the back right. of my head to think about that. So you've been holding on to that for a long time. No, actually, I forgot about it. It was only rec- it was only when we was like, oh, we're going to watch The Hangover. Did that come back to me in my right, mind? Right, right. But, um, man, The Hangover. Mm. What do you think of this movie? Man, I was talking to my mates about this. Like, I can't... There's, in my life, there's been three movies that have killed me. Mm-hmm. That were so funny that I was like, I bust the gut. Like, my diaphragm was in tatters 
watching it. One of them is The Hangover. Mm. The other two is a movie that I don't know a lot of people have seen, but it's called Kung Pao Into the Fist. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, know I don't know if you've seen that. That's with the chipmunks on the. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. I, I was on the floor. And the third movie is the first time that I saw Borat in the oh. in the theater. It's like I didn't know that movies could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hangover holds that place for me in movies. How about yourself? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it once when it came out. Um, I didn't. I want this. Okay, this is the thing. Is I th- at the time I think I enjoyed it, but not enough to I, d- I it really means nothing to me the only thing and it's actually i think this i was just saying, the only thing that i really like about it is zach galifianakis everything else i could do away with dude if i if i take my shirt off right now are you comfortable recording the rest of this podcast yeah yeah, yeah if yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah, i'm gonna yeah. have to take my shirt off i'm sorry dude yeah no it's fine it's fucking ridiculous man um <laughs> but while yeah <laughs> while you do that <laughs> for good the, um... This is like, uh, so after this, B plot is going to be starting an OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah, at me on Instagram to find out who has more chest hair. <laughs> yes, and the answer is Sam. I've got no chest. <laughs> I've never, never had a single chest hair, not once, not even, uh, not even one time. But can, can you grow a beard? Man, the, what you see on my face is the best that I can do. Really? Honestly, dude. Yeah, this is the best that I can do. I I hate the fact that I can't grow a beard. Because um, I think that, like, if I could grow a beard, like, yeah, I would not be friends with anyone that I'm friends with now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, like, yeah. I'd be in the NBA or I'd be, a, I'd be like, a Premier League footballer or something. Like, I... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. the only thing... It's the facial hair holding you back. Standing between me and the life that I deserve. Man, 10 years is not a long time. Mm. 10 years is really not a long time. And when this came out in 2009, this was like a critical and a commercial success. Like Mm. there wasn't like this came out and critics was like, actually it's chauvinistic, it's blah, 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 blah. Everyone like put the machine behind it and was like, no, 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 this is great. One of the great comedies. Mm. And then I think as time went on, it's funny. I haven't seen the sequels, but I know that they've been there's been steadily diminishing returns. Yeah. So I imagine that as kind of society and kind of mores and stuff changed, that kind of humor kind of went away as well. I I th- well I think it's just I think it's really it's the two thousands. I think when you look at all sort of like fifteen certificate or like R rated comedies from the 2000s and we've got the beginning of like the Rogan era kind of, Hey, it's just, it's just your buddies having a chat kind of thing. And the 2000s happened and everybody was like, uh, it, it, cause there's just so much homophobia and everything. I, my partner made me watch, uh, what was it? The film uh, Ryan Reynolds from just friends. It's like he goes back to his hometown. He used to be fat, and then he got like Ryan Reynolds, and then he's trying to. Get oh, the, you, know the, you know the girl who was in everything I've in it. Seen, yeah, I've seen that, and I, I never saw it when it came out. And I don't think she'd seen it since it came out. And we watched it. And it was like this is like full on, like Ukrainian, you know. <laughs> like, Look, no, actually, I don't want to say you know when I don't know what you mean. What do you mean Ukrainian? It Sam? was like it was like. 
it was like homophobic propaganda to the like, let's round them up. And I was like, this is, this is just a film about a guy trying to get with a girl he had a crush on in high school, not. There's two things I'll say to that. The first thing I'll say is that I have always been not, I can't buy, put all my stock in Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think he like embodies like the most cool guy 90s action hero tropes of bah, shoot someone in the face. Whew. Can I have a uh, decaf please? Like that kind of like <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. They're going to like cool guy, you know, that c- casual violence and just the shitty like person. I did I can imagine hanging out with Ryan Reynolds fucking awful. Yeah. Cuz like he cuz he he'll, he'll be he, he'd have to be the coolest guy in every situation. He'll always have like a little wisecrack after everything you say. Mm. Um, I can imagine being tough. And the second thing that I that like I put on top of that as well is like when you as soon as you said um, Ryan Reynolds is a, a guy who moves back to his hometown, like immediately I had like, I got like triggered. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is this is this going to be like literally every like um, independent spirit award winning <laughs> white guy moves back to his hometown, discovers that the girl who's there is still there you know know, her life was she's lived her whole life independent from him and he's like what anyway i I tell you talking about cancelable people and i i swear i will get this back on track also maybe some of it just will get edited out because here's the thing as well guys that you have to remember this is just uh sometimes this is just sam and 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 me time Mm. um sometimes we just hang out this is how we touch base what have you been doing this week what have you been doing this week uh, this week we both, you know, we both got our nipples out. <laughs> you know, it's four nipples. There's never been so many nipples on this podcast, but mm. we're out here now. Um, we might live stream this. There maybe is like one dude who's willing to pay <laughs> <laughs> some creepy dude willing to pay a lot of money. It's just <laughs> find our nipple play to, Patreon. Yeah, listen to some film opinions and then uh, <laughs> quickly rub one out. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever listened to a film opinion and been like, I don't know if this guy has nipples I trust? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a podcast for you guys. Um, but shout out to us, shout out to our nipples. Um, <laughs> we are here for a very different uh, uh, film, a very different mm. kind of situation. Um, yeah, the movie that we watched, uh, My Life in Ruins by Nia Vardalos. Mm. Vardalos? Hmm? Vardalos. And... Um, this movie is uh, set in Greece. It's the title is Driving Aphrodite uh, in the UK, which I think is a better. It's better than better. My Life Is in Ruins. Yeah. Yeah, I suspect that's one of those things where someone reckon Americans don't know who Aphrodite <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Or they thought it was too close to the Woody Allen movie, um, Mighty Aphrodite. Right. Yeah. So maybe that would be. I, I, I'm just guessing at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, she plays a tour guide in uh, in Greece. She's fallen on hard times, and then as she is a, um, she meets a kind of a group of quirky characters who get on the bus with her. Am I am I on the right track so far, Sam? Do you want to take over? Oh, I feel I feel like actually this is the most concisely I could sum up the plot of a film in the history of this podcast. Is uh, this is a movie about a guy getting. Uh, one haircut in several different parts. I see. That's the whole movie. Yeah. The person getting the haircut is the love interest um, mm. for Nia Vardellos. A fucking gorgeous dude. Mm-hmm. This guy is 
proper Greek god stuff, man. Yeah. Um, but when he's introduced just, to us, he looks like Stig of the Dump. He's got like it's, they shizzle, he he she's all that's himself. He does she she's all that's himself. It's great because no one tells him to get a haircut. It seems like he just kind of was like, man, I can't go through life looking like one of those uh, ZZ Top looking motherfuckers. <laughs> like he just goes all in. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is he is still ten degrees away from being handsome. In the sense, <laughs> his hair is way too long. Yeah. If you look at the guy's IMDb, let me see this actor's name. I'm sorry, let me. Let it's me just... George or Jorge something, but he's a he's a real he's a politician now. Yeah, I I looked him up, man. I right uh, subscribe <laughs> okay, to we... I subscribe to his OnlyFans. Like <laughs> <laughs> we, I like we both watched this movie. And we're like, this is a hot dude we haven't seen before. We have oh, this guy's up. fucking hot. <laughs> Alexis Gorgulis. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Right. I'm sorry, am I did. Yeah, man, this guy's a fucking stud. Mm. This guy's a stud. And, um, but sorry, just getting carried away now. But, um, yeah, Nia Vidalos, uh, yeah, she has this kind of very broad group of people. Uh, there's like Aussie tourists, there's Spanish divorcees, there's uh, Richard Dreyfus <laughs> in full too good for this movie mode. Yeah. There's, um, there's, there's, the, one more, uh, there's the arrogant Americans, Rachel Dratch, and uh, the other guy whose name I can never remember. Yeah, like off-brand uh, Will Arnett. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, a kleptomaniac um, Brit. Um, yeah. That's like a side plot. And basically, you know, you know how these things go. Uh, the driver is, um, you know, she, she, she and... Uh, Nia Vidalos and the driver, you know, they kind of have a little thing going and he, there's little inter- episodes in between and stuff. But in, in, in general, not much happens. There's really not a lot of substance to this guy. Um, and there's like a, a, a kind of skeleton of a plot. Like she's going to quit. Uh, she d- didn't want to do this thing permanently. There's like talks of job across the sea. There's a rival um, tour guide who uh, is trying to get her fired. Okay, so Nia Vidalis' problem, right, is this, and this is this is her character, is she loves history and ancient Greece, right? Uh, th- and again, this is where I think the biggest, f- this is this was the biggest flaw in the movie for me is she loves ancient Greece, she loves it so she's like really she knows her shit, she's like really clued up, she's a tour guide, it's what she wanted to do, she wants the better bus, she wants Alistair McGowan's A group, right? Um, but she's boring, right? Mm-hmm. So, so her journey over this film as she as she bonds with Richard Dreyfus, old widowed joker t- uh, tourist is to basically start mis-selling the history to make it sexier and more interesting I, I can tell you what my problem is there's, there's two things that I don't like and it's like Nia Dalos has a very dif- I say a very difficult task for herself in this movie she falls into what I like the classic classic Sandra Bullock Abyss mm-hmm. which is I am an every girl I'm just like you I'm clumsy um, I don't get the guy yeah you know but I'm funny I've got great personality mm. and then subsequently she discovers that actually I am not that I'm also just like fucking hot yeah 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 and I have to straddle these two worlds or I have yeah. to at least feel like I'm super fucking hot or whatever. 
And it's yeah. it's very difficult to do because Neo Vidalo spends the first hour of the movie just being like frumpy and um, upset and bored at everyone. And then at minute 65, she turns into like a sex pot. Like she discovers dresses that I'm like, okay, so you tell me you had these dresses? Yeah. But you never wore them. You it's have the, these like beautiful, sexy dresses that you're just like, oh, I'll pack this just in case I have a spiritual and sexual reawakening. Just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, yeah, the quirky, funny, the quirky, funny lady. And she's like, oh, but I'm not attractive. And it's like, well, maybe just stop putting mascara on with a t-shirt cannon. And <laughs> it's like, just you without anything is fine. You know, people are going to love it. Um, but yeah, so sorry, they're on this rickety ass bus, this whole tour group um, with a zany group of characters. And... Um, they are they get into like a series of adventures you know like they try and and basically i know she's the lead but it seems like richard dreyfus has the most kind of like substance yeah um so the great richard dreyfus um shouts to jaws uh shouts to mr holland's opus <laughs> he um plays yeah plays this widower like sam said and he you know the kind of the big turning point in the movie is when she insults him and he was like oh i wish my wife was here and she's basically like good i'm, <laughs> I'm glad she's not here because you suck and he's like well my wife's dead and she was like well fuck <laughs> yeah okay well fuck <laughs> and um she buys him an ice cream and that's the kind of turning point where she you know puts on uh, nice clothes and oh, yeah. um starts moving closer towards uh, uh poopy the bus driver I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this ice cream scene because this is what, yeah. So it's this like, you know, th- this is the the rhythm of the film is very much like, yeah, good. Your wife's not here. I bet she enjoys her holiday. And it's like she's dead, and she's like, oh no. And that's you know, it's the, the drama and the reveal. And then when she t- brings him the ice cream to like apologize, he says no, thank you. Uh, has a little a, a reminisce about going there with his wife for like four seconds. Is immediately more invested in his in her love life than his own dead wife and it's this thing he, he becomes like he becomes the guardian character right he becomes the kind of like he becomes the yoda to her sex life um yeah and, and like yeah there's even a weird scene where like at the oracle of delphi is that what it's called i don't even yeah. know i've never been to greece yeah yeah, yeah. um basically like solves everyone's problems gives everyone advice like they all go oracle of delphi and he's like behind a rock with a big hole in it and he's like (laughs) yeah just try and communicate more or you know (laughs) and he's like but why did my husband leave me because he wanted to go um (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know what to tell you i'm trying my best out here yeah, yeah. Why is my daughter a piece of shit? Because you're a bad parent. Next. Bad parent. Okay, next one. Let's keep it rolling, <laughs> yeah, sister. Yeah. Wear platforms. Come on. Yeah, get a bald I wig. Ca- I kind of wanted Gary Busey to be behind <laughs> as the clown in yeah. Connie, just shouting abuse, just roasting those Australians. Like, no one understands you. We don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> well, this is what bothers me about the whole movie, though, right? Is because... For the first, yeah, for the first hour of the movie, where the whole tour group is against Nia, and they're like, "Ugh!" Every time she's, she's like, "We're going, we, you know, we're going to the fucking Parthenon, and we're gonna go see this crazy, like, ancient mystic shit." And they're like, "Ugh, ugh, boring. Ugh, what a nerd!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Why did you book this six-day all-inclusive tour group? It would have just been cheaper to fly to Greece and do your own thing." 
That's so true, man. That is really? so true. Really? I, <laughs> yeah. I fucking and you know what? I, I'm yeah, I'm that guy. I fucking love a museum. I love uh like going and like learning about a place, being there, the fucking ruins, whatever. Mm. I am not going to while I'm there. If someone's giving me facts, go. Oh man, I, this is this is not entertaining enough. Can you do like a hot five at the top? Can you, <laughs> do you have an instrument? Like <laughs> a couple of years ago, went on holiday to Iceland, right? And got on one of those little got on one of the tour buses with somebody who gives a tour because we wanted to. I can't remember where we were going. We're going to go see some fucking crazy natural wonder or whatever. And she was. I mean, she, the tour guide was the unintentionally the funniest person I'd ever seen in my entire life because she was. She was trying to like sell Iceland, but she was like, uh, she was like, there are so few people here. She was like, we have our own Facebook so that when you meet somebody in a bar that you want to have sex with, you check you are not related to them. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm so glad this is in the tour. And then she's given this fucking speech. She's talking about how low the crime rate is, right? How low the murder rate is in, in Iceland. And she's like, People don't even see. People leave their babies in the cars. They leave the baby. If they go into the store. They leave the baby in the car. She goes. Actually, last year, uh, one baby in a car got abducted by a car thief, who uh, he wanted the car. He did not want the baby. Um, and then she goes. This is the way she. This is the way she tapers it off. Right. This is the end of the tour. She goes. But don't worry. The baby got back safe. Nothing happened to the baby, as far as we know. <laughs> And I was like, come on, man. You're, I was uh, applause. You're, do you know what I mean? So, get this shit to Edinburgh, man. This is good stuff. <laughs> um, oh, man. Let's, let's, let's wrap up this, the movie. So, right. I'm sorry. Um, so, at one point in time, big moment as well, big kind of turning point is um, she kind of embodies uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus's advice of actually, you know, let, uh, let's do history, but make it sexy. Mm hmm. And she tells a sexy story, and my man gets oh my god, uh, oh poopy <laughs> yeah. man, he gets horned up, mm. and he fucking crashes the entire bus into a ditch. Um, and that's when they have their heart to heart. He's like, "Yo, like you want to smash my like whatever," <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I don't know, you playing?" And they eventually like you know they kind of make a connection, and he grabs her by the titty. Yeah. Um, just a straight grab, but it was very like um almost journalistic (laughs) as a very factual titty grab um Mm -hmm. a very dry one and now we're at the kind of a climax of the movie at the end all the reviews have come back she's done great she's now the champion of tour buses or whatever Mm -hmm. and um rocky 2 being carried away (laughs) (laughs) among the other tour guides adrian (laughs) um yeah, she's, she's, she's climbed the mountaintop. And then again, they do this thing. I hate that they do this, man, where she gets a job offer from, like, the States mm. to be a... Professor. Professor, right? Because that's what she is. She's a, a trained professor in history. She's, mm. you know, incredibly educated woman. But she's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to stay with old Poopy here. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to raise little Poopy family. Oh man, I think we have to head into categories because mm. um, we are we're running late. What would you turn the hangover into? Hmm. Great question. Um, I think that you know what's weird is I actually think the mystery part of the hangover 
hangs together well for me. Really? I think you turn it into a Las Vegas noir mm-hmm. style situation. I think, or alternatively, you make it like a indie, uh, like a, a caper, like a, I'm thinking of like Memento or something. Mm-hmm. Like you make it really, really small. And like, yeah, add some, like, you have to, honestly, because you know this to be true, the more entertaining a movie is, the less love it's going to get critically. Mm-hmm. So you got to in- remove the whole of Zach Galifianakis. Oh, okay. And turn it into, because uh, the moment anyone is entertaining in anything, it's like, you know, no, no one's <laughs> going to take this seriously. So <laughs> Yeah, a bangers, no Grammy. I no bangers, no Grammys, 100%. Yeah. Um, so remove Zach Galifianakis, turn it into like a, a Las Vegas noir. I like. I, I think he can make it work. I'd I'd kill them all at the end, right? I'd I'd kill all the all the 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 groomsmen, and I'd turn it into like Scorsese critiques, like lad bro culture. Ooh. I like it's that. like Taxi Driver, but Bradley Cooper's like tossing up whether he's going to put the gun in his own mouth or whether he's actually going to try and get Tyson his tiger back, you know? Yeah. And he shoots himself. In my version, he shoots himself in the head and he's like, I just can't fucking do it, man. And then how does it end? Does the guy still get married? The guy gets married, but like, <laughs> the guy gets married, but it's one of those endings where it's like, he, you know, they're at the thing and she's not mad at him because he's come back. He's come back on time, right? And uh, he gets married, but he can't really love anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's just doing it because he's oh, doing so it. It's, it's like, like it's like all the end of the gr- it's like the graduate. It's like yeah. he yes. like, yeah, he moves into this wedding. It's the right thing to do. Everything's great, but like the journey to get there has robbed him of his humanity. Yeah. Um, I w- can I also say, man, it's crazy that that guy is the the, the main reason for the movie existing, but is like um, he's the only one who hasn't kicked on yeah well i was thinking well could, because that's the other thing like galifianakis obviously like fucking amazing stand-up and just like legend in the on the scene still at that point even but like it's breaking through ed helms is obviously coming off the back of the american office um, that was in between seasons he wasn't like big big yet that was yeah. in between seasons i think he did it and then bradley Cooper's was okay but i was watching this movie and i know that yeah they made two sequels and i was like is this guy even in him I don't know. I haven't seen him. I've never. I haven't seen him. I don't know. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the fact that I think about this at least mm, once a week. Mm. Um, there are two people who made. There was used to be four members of Destiny's Child. Yeah. Two of them got kicked out between albums, right? There are two people walking the face of the earth who are fifty percent of Say My Name. Yeah. And yeah. bills, bills, bills. But no one knows who the fuck they are. Mm. And this guy is part of one of the most successful movies in recent memory. Successful comedies, at least, in recent memories. No, I, I don't even know the actor's name. Yeah, I don't yeah, even, yeah. I don't even like, anecdotally... I can't even remember subsequently having been like, Oh, it's um, uh, the guy from the thing. From oh, What was he in? Was yeah, he in? No. yeah. Was he in that thing? No, he... Oh yeah, yeah, it's that guy. Like I don't even remember doing that for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, and I watched the credits, and I just remember a blur. I just remember a blur next. To yeah, that. it was just, just his name just blacked out. Like you, you can't even say his name out loud. Like it, <laughs> it's just you bleeps. Yeah, the rest of the categories. Instant cancel is the whole movie. Um, there's a lot of, of like are there particularly egregious ones where you were like, Ugh. 
you know what? That there were. I mean, there were, like you said, it's the whole fucking movie. It's literally like an hour twenty of this movie is cancelable. But the thing that got to me the most was just Heather Graham's character at the end, right? Is uh, her and Ed Helms get married the night they meet in the space of a few hours, and obviously he regrets it, uh, and she, but she's into it. Right, they make a, they make a like really de- like really flat character, really desperate, and then at the end, he's like, "So anyway, I gotta go uh, to my friend's wedding, and uh, you know, not do this." And she's like crying, and I was like, "You want? You really want me to believe that this woman who is stripping in Vegas, keep, keeping her kid alive as a single mom, is like, oh no, this guy who I met on a roofie trip." Yeah, is yeah, leaving, and I'm like, "Oh no!" It just made her so a, desperate. Yeah, she's got such a brittle spirit. Mm. Um. Anyway, oh, and we've got uh, a weirdly woke moment. Weirdly woke moment um, is how qu- I think is how quickly um, uh, Zach Galifianakis's paternal instincts kick in. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> he has like the baby thing ready for it, and he's like, um, he does a little thing, you know. Uh, stop yeah. it! Stop it! Uh, Carlos, Carlos, don't do it! Yeah. So good. Um, I thought it was little. That was actually quite beautiful. Mm. Um, He's also the one who's like, um, whose toxic masculinity as is the lowest. Mm. Like he'll rock the man bag, not care. He'll take care of the baby and not care. Yeah. He'll like express actual, um, like, you know, uh, sincerity and humility at trying to be fr- male friendship, which is like the hardest thing. Like I've, I've <laughs> yeah. never seen guys do this. Like. <laughs> I was alone and now I have two friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really lovely. I think that's actually his portrayal has actually aged the best probably. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mine is when Ed Helms mine is focusing on the weird part of Weirdly Woke Moment is when Ed Helms doesn't call his girlfriend a bitch. Um there's a bit the where she's again she's cheated on him. That's right? what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, but go ahead so so like gaslighting abusive like checks up and everything always like yeah and he breaks up with him he goes you're a you're a bad you're a bad person and i was like i was like in this situation where somebody has like abused you abused somebody else and abused you i think you can let a bitch slide it's so interesting man because i was actually thinking about that character while i was watching it because like this is one of the most interesting I don't know what the id is for, like, in, in this situation, but, like, she is, like, if Bradley Cooper is toxic masculinity-made person, mm. she is whatever, like, the perception is of a terrible woman. Yeah. She is abusive. She's emotionally manipulative. All those things for men as well, but in different ways. Mm. And... She is unredeemable. In fact, she's not even really a character. Yeah. She's just this, um, yeah, this the kind of like uh, perfect distillation of, of what guys think of when they think yeah. of having a girlfriend. Like all of your fears made mortal. Right. In this person, this person who cheats on you, makes you undervalue. Such an interesting character and, that, and that's i think that's the thing about todd phillips man is that she, like she's clearly written by a dude like no woman is ever gonna write 
it just a character like like a like a, a woman like this, and because she is just a sequence of obstacles. And the reason I say weird, the reason I say focusing on the weird is because it's weird that you would write the devil and then be like, no, but I'm a good man, so I won't call her a bitch, and that's what makes me a good man. And it's like, no, it doesn't. That's what's interesting. That's what's interesting to me about it is that like, if you write that character now, mm. and just because of like the you know the arc of. Hollywood and human history bends to being more progressive than less mm. in general, right? Um, the things that we cr- critically and commercially really value would have a complicated female character that is like you'd, you'd be tempted to, to temper that. Mm. You'd be yeah. tempered because if he calls her a bitch, then the, the thing switches. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they mean that then. I think they were just like Ed Helms. But like, if you do that now and you make her a bad person and Ed Helms has every right to call her that, but if he does call her that, the the, the, the scenario switches and now it becomes like, ah, oh, but you, it's like when we were watching um, Lethal Weapon mm, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Mel Gibson was getting tortured by that Asian dude. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah. resorts to Asian slurs and it's like, it completely like muddies the situation because now <laughs> it's like, well, you were getting tortured, but did mm. you have to... Re- you know that was in there somewhere it's like it's such an interesting uh such an interesting uh situation and scenario i would 100 percent. in fact if i could genre blend even further for hangover i would love to just this can we isolate that can Mm. we see how can we see this woman abuse ed helms for (laughs) two hours straight um because I bet there'd also be there'd be like a golden tipping point where you'd be like, actually, fuck Ed Helms. Like, you deserve it. Like, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. turn on him and like, you'd gang up on him for taking it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely there from the beginning. But anyway. I think that's it for another episode of B-Plot. Yeah. I think, um, listen, man, like and subscribe if you're in France. Keep liking, keep subscribing. We're crushing it. Mm. We're running up the we're running up the score over there. We're doing great. Um, but yeah, so until next time, uh, that's bye from me. Yeah, and from me. Have a good one.